1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus.
2: The Mandy Connell Show is sponsored by Bell & Pollock Accident and Injury Lawyers.
0: Now, it's Mandy Connell on KOA 850 AM
2: and 94.1 FM. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the third hour of the show. I am your host for the next one hour joined. I'm Mandy Connell, by the way, in case you didn't know. <laughs> and over there, that's Anthony Rodriguez. A-Rod, or as we like to call him, Slim, who is feeling a bit put out right now because you're at a, you're at a battle royale right now, aren't you, A-Rod? Oh, just a little. Yeah. A-Rod has been doing incredibly well in the Soda Weight Loss Program, S O T A. And uh, Crystal, the wine yogi, in the studio right now, Hello. just brought in... Well, we I, they were hidden in my drawer, actually. <laughs> and I'm, I didn't tell anybody I put them there because I was pretty sure they'd be gone.
3: When I, brought, I did bring in some extra things, though. Mm-hmm. So.
2: When no. I went back. So uh, we are rebranding Thirsty Thursday in order to make it bigger. We wanted to kind of not limit ourselves to booze, even though we often talk about food. We decided, Crystal and I, that we were going to make it Foodie Friday because we want to, I, I guess, help... Great restaurants continue to survive because so many restaurants did not survive COVID. And yes. I don't think people realize how many restaurants right now are on the margins because because of inflation. So yes. they, they've had this literal like three-year hammering. Yes. You have something on your blog today that I linked on my blog at mandysblog.com that I think is the perfect way for restaurant owners to explain what's going on. What is that?
3: Uh, it's just a description from a bakery uh, basically starting at January of 21, so last year, to today, the price increase that they're paying for your basic staples. So your flour, sugar, butter,
2: milk. She didn't have butter on that list. Cause I look, cause when we met, and yesterday Crystal and I went on a field trip to Trompo Bakery in Inglewood on South Broadway and we were talking to her about these food costs and she said her case of butter used to be $54 and now i think she said it was like 119 something like that yeah it was, it was, it was definitely more than 100% yeah, increase yeah. and so uh, we kind of want to open this up and and you guys i would love for you in the audience to help us find the hidden gems to help us find places that we should shine a spotlight on because we can't be everywhere. And Crystal lives in Colorado Springs. That's right. So we're looking for Denver joints or the surrounding metro areas uh, that we can go visit. I don't want to go to Boulder simply because I don't want to drive to Boulder. I don't have any anti-Boulder bias. And I know there are great restaurants there, but I'd I'd like to keep it in the Denver metro. So um, we're going to ask you guys to help us with this. But first, let's talk about our ginormous bread spread
3: that's that's yeah. what it that should be called, and that's why Anthony is mad at us. So. I know, and
2: I don't blame him. I told him I'm bringing meat on Monday. It'll be fine. I'll bring I'll bring Ooh. in a charcuterie tray. It'll be fine.
3: We we did have some meat yesterday, <laughs> though. It was just encased in puff pastry. Uh, yes, we was, did. It was yes. it was a little.
2: It was a basically. A, I I asked. We go to Trompo Bakery, which you've, if you've never heard of it, it was started by a Frenchman, um, recently sold to Beth, the now owner and if you haven't been to trompo bakery in a while you need to go because they just judged the whole place i mean they really did a lot of updates to the uh, cafe area but it is all about pastry and they do a phenomenal job they do. so yep. uh we go to trompo bakery yesterday and let's talk about what we tasted and then what we are going to
3: have today so interesting about uh you know trompeau and we talked about laminated doughs, and I and on the blog I kinda go into a, a deeper dive of what a laminated dough is, but that is what you use to make croissant and you can also use it to make Danish. Uh two of things two things we're gonna have today. But the um what they're doing there is they're taking a lot of local type foods, whether I mean Shiva mentioned, you know, it's all local coffee. So if right. you're just going in there for a coffee, um, it's all gonna be local coffee. But the uh, I love what she has done with taking savory elements and incorporating them into croissant. Right. So where, you know, I, I'm i more familiar with the French kitchen down in Colorado Springs, and while she does sweet uh, croissant, the only croissant that she does that are savory are more sandwiches. Right. And so you know, right. they're like the, you know, the TDF, the to die for croissant or this breakfast sandwich um, or a tuna salad sandwich instead of actually baking the into, filling yeah. into the croissant like you would say with a chocolate croissant or almond croissant or in the case of what we're trying today, a chocolate almond croissant, which we'll talk about in a moment, but uh, yesterday we went in and the first thing you asked me is what is a frion? And I just kind of <laughs> offhanded said it is a fancy French hot pocket because it's, it yeah, literally
2: is. It's a little rectangular and it looks like a fancy French hot pocket. Well, that's, and, and After and fris- she said
3: it, I was like, oh, of course it is. Frion translates loosely to pot pie. So kind of think of it as a handheld. Oh, right? a hand pie. A, a, yeah, hand pie.
2: Do you know every culture in the world has, has some, a hand pie? some type of hand I pie. I think that's fascinating. I just read that stat and I read all of the different hand pies from around the world but we're all in a hurry and we all got to eat. So hand pies make a great way to combine those two things. I thought that was a little fascinating bit of trivia.
3: And in this case, it is, uh, the frion is wrapped in puff pastry. So it's way better than a, a, um, yeah, a hot pocket uh, or pot pie. Yeah. Uh, but in this, you've said, well, you know, what is this? It's filled with sausage. So we tried that, but one of the savory croissants that caught both of our attention, given that you and I both love green mm-hmm. chili, um, is they had a, a chili rayano a green chili stuffed croissant. Oh and God, it, it was, it was... If you like the flavor
2: of green chilies, and I've really determined that I enjoy the flavor of green chilies now. And if chili does not, if green chili, the liquid, doesn't taste enough like the green chili, then I don't like it. But this was just really great green chilies and cheese in a croissant.
3: I could have eaten 50 of those things. Yeah. And the, it was the, the croissant itself isn't impacted by the filling, which I think you... You know, that's why I'm really impressed with what she's done uh, there. And and we met most of her staff and what her staff has been able to accomplish because you do run that risk when you are baking something that is already laminated layered butter. That's your croissant.
2: We got to explain laminated dough
3: because I think that um, laminated dough, this is the
2: way I would think about it. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Laminated dough happens when you incorporate the butter so thoroughly into the flour that it becomes,
3: it almost homogenizes between the two. Okay, so it's not the flour. So you make the dough first, and it's got the yeast and everything in there. Right. And so then you are going to chill that dough to allow the rising process not to happen. Right. Okay, so it's going to rise a little bit, but you don't want it to, you know, really kind of, you know. Puff, puff. Yeah. And while it's cold, then you're going to go in, you're going to open it up, and you're going to take cold, chilled butter that's been flattened out and you're going to put it in like you would think about opening a book and you're going to press a flour in a, in a book. Mm-hmm. Okay, And then you're going to fold that dough over onto that butter and then you're going to roll it out. Um, and as I was telling Beth yesterday, because they have a machine that does all of that, which is wonderful. Yeah. It makes making puff pastry super easy, makes uh, making laminated dough super easy. But when I was in culinary school and it was croissant and Danish week, We did it by hand and I am short, so I didn't have (laughs) the angle to be working cold dough, cold butter. First you beat the butter flat with a rolling pin and then you put it into this dough. And so I had to stand on a step stool and use all of my body weight to try to get this, you know, incorporated. So you do that and depending on, you know, um, how much time you're wanting to spend with that the lamination is occurring because you're putting that butter into that dough. That's
2: how it has those beautiful layers. Yes. When you When you get a really well-made uh, croissant, then you have those flaky layers. That's because the butter starts to melt and creates steam that and creates these nice pockets m- m- of air.
3: Mechanical leavening. Yeah. And then also you have yeast, which is a chemical, you know, bio-leavening. Um, inst- not chemical. It's uh, because the chemical would be when you're putting in like cream of, uh, no, I'm sorry, baking soda and... You're getting too deep in the weeds there, sister. (laughs) That's chemical. (laughs) But the mechanical is the steam. Yeah. And that's part of the leavening or rising process. The yeast has its own natural where it's consuming the um, sugar and then it's producing carbon dioxide. That causes the bubbles and the rising as well.
2: But I think what we've learned here from this conversation is buy the, your croissant from a professional yes. because this is a incredibly time-consuming process yes. and I don't think you'll come out with as
3: good a result as yeah, we... Yeah, and I tried making it the year after I graduated culinary school because I was planning on using my, air quotes, walk-in uh-huh. um, cooler, which I thought was going to be my garage... And it just happened to be one of those weeks in Colorado where it was like freaking 70 degrees out. And I was yeah. like, this is not going to work.
2: Well, I, I, I told Crystal yesterday, one of my favorite travel experiences I've ever had. I've only been to Paris a couple of times and it's rained like buckets the entire time i have there. So I've never done all the cool tourist stuff because it's literally pouring the whole time. We were walking through the city. It started to rain. I stepped off the street into a, a covered area right next to a patisserie where they were making... Croissant by hand in the window. And it was just guys taking this dough and putting butter on it and folding it over and then rolling it out and then putting butter on it and rolling it over. And I stood there for like 45 minutes. It was the most mesmerizing thing I've ever seen. But they worked it. I mean, it was insane, but they had chilled their table yep. was
3: chilled. Everything is chilled. Yeah. Because so, because the minute you start working with all of this stuff, you don't want it to get warm because then your butter starts to melt. Right. And it starts to do and so going back to the original comment was when you are baking croissant. What you don't want to see happen is the butter just oozing out of it, right? That's right, and that, then that's that's going to lead to Paul Hollywood would say soggy bottoms. <laughs> um, and that's also a big challenge when you're putting things into whether it's uh, pat brise, which is going to be your basic tart, yeah, um, uh, dough, which is what she uses for her um, her quiche. Um, but that is it, it's one of the challenges you face when you're putting a filling into something like that and baking it because you run the risk of the outside being overcooked and the inside being kind of runny and raw, especially when you're talking about butter, adding all of that in. So they have managed to figure out how to balance that ratio so that you are not getting this croissant that's just kind of falling apart full of, you know, cheese oozing everywhere and greasy. And we could pick it up and eat it easily um, without having to worry about making a mess other and, than the flakiness And we did,
2: happening. and we ate the whole thing. We did. And we completely noshed on that. We also had a beautiful quiche Lorraine. Yep. I love quiche, and I'm sad that in the 80s, quiche was made fun of in such a way that it is not as popular here as it is other places. It's, for me, the perfect,
3: like, perfect lunchtime
2: meal. It, I, it's and brunch. Just, yeah. I love
3: it at brunch, too, and, and it's one of those things that I can eat room temperature. I can eat it right out of the oven, piping hot, and that's why I love quiche, too. I think it's a great picnic food. Oh yeah. on, as well, but especially as we're going into the holidays, having quiche on hand, because you could go to Trumpo, grab their quiche, freeze them if you need to. And that way when you have guests just showing up for a no-notice hospitality check at your house. You can just throw a frozen quiche right into your oven, 400 degrees, 10 to 15 minutes and until it warms up, and it's yeah. perfect, and I love quiche. It's a great, I have it always at my house.
2: Now, you are a quiche snob as well. I am well, a, I'm so a quiche, I'm persnickety <laughs> about I quiche. Was, I was interested yesterday, we went with a classic, the quiche Lorraine, and a quiche Lorraine is ham
3: and egg and cheese, there's nothing else in it. There's, there's nothing, just, well, nutmeg. N- a little bit of nutmeg. And um, so, yeah, I, was, I wanted to do quiche Lorraine. It can be bacon, um, so it does not have to be ham, it's it's pork. So oh, okay. um, yeah. So, the, theirs was ham and um, it, it was you know, definitely kind of thin sliced ham. Was it I ham think, or was it bacon? No, I think it was
2: bacon. It was bacon. It
3: was bacon. Yeah, my now apologies. I, I started
2: this down the wrong road and then I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. It was bacon and it was, it was delicious. Nice.
3: The one thing that you always kind of look for when you're looking at quiche is how distributed are the fillings, whether it's caramelized onion or in this case, you know, the, the, your, your bacon. And it was nicely distributed. Um Nutmeg was definitely there. I personally like a little less nutmeg in my... Oh, I, see, I for like it. me,
2: that's the flavor of and, quiche lorraine. So. And I know
3: for a lot of folks... And that's I don't why care I, for nutmeg a lot of the time. and It's that's, overpowering. That's why I put it in there. If you love nutmeg, this is the quiche for you. It's delicious. For me, I, I like that subtle hand, but I, you know, super taster. So when I have things that kind of overwhelm my palate everything gets overwhelmed. And all I taste is nutmeg. So <laughs> not, we're, not, not, we're not being in this case. mocked.
2: You guys are killing me. You're American for our, our pronunciation of croissant. Croissant. But one of my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, it comedy. It ain't a crescent.
3: It ain't a crescent. Well, so I'm it, not it, calling it that. It, it, well,
2: one of my favorite comedy comedy performances of all time is Dennis Leary's No Cure for Cancer. And he's like, you want to know why France hates us? They gave us the croissant and we gave them the croissant sandwich. There you go. And there you go. And, and look, Madam Weezy from high school would be very happy to hear me saying croissant,
3: because she worked very hard to help us say that. And you don't pronounce the t at the end. There is croissant. no there is no e at the end of croissant. No. Croissant. Anyway,
2: um, but uh, you know, overall, the impressions of Trompo Bakery have been very positive. Yes. Um, I ate more bread yesterday and
3: today than I've eaten in
2: like six months.
3: Uh, same same for me. Um, yeah, because I, I don't eat a lot of bread. We also, um, today was more of the sweet thing. We did have yeah. one savory. We, we went with, a, again, another filled croissant um, filled with mushroom, this mushroom filling. And it was, yes, definitely delicious. And I am much more of a savory person. I'm sweet sensitive. So I love, again, I cannot emphasize enough. Go by there and check out, she's got her sweet, uh, you know, the pastries that are sweet, whether it's um uh, the chocolate filled croissant, the almond filled croissant, she has some raspberry and cream cheese filled croissant, she has a lot of Danishes. In fact, we got I, the very we last. Just, cheese we, Danish. we have
2: not even talked about the Danishes yet. Now no. I I am a strictly cheese Danish person because of my aversion to fruit, right? Yes. Cheese Danishes, it is amazing how easy it is to make a cheese Danish that tastes like nothing. The dough tastes like nothing. The cheese filling tastes like nothing.
3: This is not that cheese Danish. Not at all. This is the best cheese Danish I've
2: ever had in my life. And they
3: make everything from scratch for their filling as well, oh. um, Beth was telling us. And they, they use their croissant dough. Um, so you can have laminated dough to make Danish itself, and that's a sweetened laminated dough. But in this case, she she treats it just like she would with the, her pat brise, which is your tart dough. And she keeps it very neutral, which allows the filling, instead of it being a sweet bomb where you're just inundated with sugar. The filling, so the di- the cream cheese. So oh, it's you, like you, a little cheesecake you, on a Danish. It is, it it is, is a cheesecake on a Danish. Super
2: light, really, really tasty. The texture's perfect. That is, I brought Chuck a Danish. I brought him the cheese with cherries Danish. He took two bites out of it and said, where's this place? And I said, it's in England on South Broadway near Dartmouth. He goes, oh, thank God. And I went, why? He goes, because I would weigh a million pounds in two months if this was near our
3: house. And, and they're not tiny, you know, they're, Really nicely sized, easily. You could could split it between two people. You go for a little coffee, have a little Danish. That's adorable that you
2: think that I would split that among two people. That's so cute.
3: I mean, I could, but I'm not should, going to. You should, but you should. And then so that way you don't weigh a million pounds. What are your final
2: uh, talk on this? Because in the next segment, I want to talk about how we want to involve the listeners okay. in Foodie Friday. So I'm going to get some feedback from the listeners on what we want to do going forward. We have this grandiose idea, but it could be a terrible idea. So I want to ask you guys about it and see if it's something that you would want to do. Somebody said, just popped into your radio broadcast late. Where can we get delicious frozen frozen quiche? I believe you could probably buy them at... Tr- uh, she, Trumpo Bakery. She had a section there, yeah, there with, was that was frozen, right?
3: And um, also, if you just call ahead, yeah. I mean, if you go on their website. Um, you can order things ahead and you can actually probably be sp- specific in what you're looking for. Yeah. So I I would imagine they have the freezer space. I know they have I, them yeah, frozen. Yeah, so. they do have them frozen it, because it, they
2: don't make them every single day. They make them all
3: fresh, but then they freeze some for
2: for convenience. And so s- And yeah. so
3: that is something to definitely check out and, and contact them. You can also buy them fresh and then freeze them. I do that often because I don't always, you know, just don't have them heated up uh, when you go into there. And if you are just looking for something for later on or you just want to kind of grab some, um, for the holidays, that's what I would recommend. And I just wrap them. I freeze them first. I flash freeze, mm-hmm. and then put them in uh, parchment paper, and then seal them up in, later on. But I, that's I freeze my quiche all the time. So quiche is
2: one of those things that freezes extremely extremely well. well yes, yeah. it does. So it's it's one of those things where you don't have
3: to worry about it coming out and being degraded and on that at all. Also, final thought though, because we did mention about the brioche. Um, they have amazing individual brioche. If you're not familiar with brioche, that is a sweet bread. It makes the best bread pudding, in my opinion, um, especially the hol- holidays. I what love is to on use the that. top there? That is the sugar. That is that See, is, that is I, a specific is it, type of sugar that you use on brioche. It's the big, large chunks yeah. of sugar. Um, it looks like salt, but it's not. But it's not. It's sugar. And uh, they also are going to paint a simple a simple syrup on top is what they stick used it to, to stick it to. But you can get this brioche plain for hamburger buns, You know, dinner rolls, they... they uh, looking on their website, you can do it for like a hoagie, you know, kind of hot ah, dog they, roll. That is brioche soft is, and delicious. It is so amazing. A slight crunch on the outside with flake and then just just beautiful pillowy bread on the inside. I absolutely love brioche.
2: I have links on my blog to both Trompo Bakery and Crystal's blog if you want to go check out all of the details and the photos of what we've got here. When we get back, we need your input. We're oh, yeah. trying to make Foodie Friday a thing, so we're going to mm. talk to the listeners about this. As Susan Witkin tells us what's coming up in the news, on input, more Danish. Not yours, the listeners. The molasses cookie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had cookies, too. <sighs> yeah. It was so good. Hey, Colorado's unemployment rate's looking pretty good. I'm going to tell you where that's at. Uh, if you do need employment, the Postal Service in Colorado is hiring. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that. And if you just can't wait to ski or snowboard, hey, you're not going to have to wait much longer. I'll tell you. Who is opening and win at 2.30 right
3: here on KOA News Talk Sports. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: All right, we are back and uh, rolling out Foodie Friday with the wine yogi, Crystal Alfonso. We have a big idea. And sometimes I have big ideas and they're great ideas and they work really well. But sometimes they're big ideas that don't work at all. And I really don't know which this is going to be, but we had an idea and, you know, Crystal has come in to do Thirsty Thursday and we're going to do that again. We were just talking about that when we're leading up to the holidays, we're going to have a whole segment on booze where you'll know what
3: to buy for the holidays and all that good stuff. But... And we did bring something in to drink today. Oh, we forgot about the tea.
0: Yes. Oh.
3: I brought in some, some Mandy said yesterday while we were talking with Beth at Trumpo that she doesn't like chai. And uh, so I kind of took that in honor of Dave, the intrepid, who <laughs> I kept trying to find a wine that he would like, yes. which I failed. Um, although I think he would like to your wine, but, uh, which is not wine at all. But I found a, a chai to, that I brought in for Mandy to try that she actually did like. I did like it. Now, what, what is a chai for people who don't know? It's just, it's a combination of, of different types of um, spices. spices. Yeah. Like, so y- things like cardamom, uh, cinnamon. You're kind of getting into that borderline savory yeah. um, kind of spice component. A lot of if you think of masala, a kind of spice, uh, turmeric can often be used in chai. So it's very very common in the subcontinent of India. Those mm-hmm. types of cultures. It can have you know pink peppercorn. Very soothing. It's used in a lot of Ayurvedic uh, healing because it's a very healing tea. It's an, an herbal tea. It can be mixed in with black tea for you know your when you're talking about ordering a chai latte at your local coffee place, mm-hmm. they are often going to be based with black tea. This one is not. This is just a completely herbal chai tea that has all of those components plus dried apple thrown into uh, it. The, the apple's what saves it.
2: Because so. I told Crystal, when I have chai normally, all I can taste is like the the grassy part of the chai. And, and other people don't even notice the grassy part, but that's all that I taste. Oh, dang it. You just reminded me. I had an article earlier in the week about
3: why foods... Certain foods. Oh, did you send I, me I that? Sent you, you did that. send me yeah, that, you forgot too. I, because I have the cilantro and lavender. No, I sent it to you to say, add this to the blog but on Friday. I was going to add it today <laughs> and I forgot. So never mind. But no, talking about how. Different people
2: taste different things different ways, and cilantro is a very common one where people either really like
3: it or they hate it. And it's with a geni- fire. and that is a genetic trait that uh, cilantro and lavender turn to soap. I have that trait as well. You can learn to have it in small quantities, but if you ever were to have certain. Uh, Southeast Asia foods where they just dump all kinds of cilantro in. I can't have that because that is way too much cilantro. Can I have any pico de gallo? Yes, because there's so many other flavor profiles happening in there. The cilantro does not. And it's so acidic too. and Very. And the cilantro itself doesn't take over. but right. I have friends that they love cilantro. Also, they put cilantro in their tea and just the thought of it is like, make, I'm, I would I'm be trying drinking to, soap.
2: Cilantro is one of those things that I'm trying to learn how to like more. I do it in pico de gallo, but there are
3: still like certain Thai food has way too much exactly. cilantro in it. I can't, I can't And so I when things call for cilantro, I typically kind of go over to something else like tarragon yeah. or something like that, that brings in a different component that I can enjoy. Right. But lavender is the same way. And so yes, this was a great article about uh, how we can be predisposed, especially um You know, when we are babies, we like sweet, we don't like bitter. So if you uh, introduce bitter foods too quickly to toddlers, it can be immediately off-putting and then they never really kind of recover from it. It was a very interesting... Get out of town, yes, it is interesting. Because, uh, you know, we're prone to be, you know, sweet tooth as we get older. That's when we need a little bit more. That's why your taste buds start to kind of, you know, just like your body starts to fall apart. Your taste buds <laughs> kind of start to fall apart. Something so look you, forward to. You start craving spicier food yeah. as you get older, versus when you were younger yeah, well, and you were more into sweet.
2: I just want to point out: as you get older, you start craving spicy food, and your digestion tells you, "Do not eat exactly." The spicy food. So <laughs> it's, a,
3: it's a catch twenty two. There's getting old is not for the faint of heart. I'm telling no, you right now, not. it really is not. Okay, so the other tea that I absolutely
2: loved, loved, love, This might be a new favorite. For me, is
3: and this is a a black tea caramel walnut shortbread. All of uh, both of these teas are from Honey Tea and Me in Black Forest down um, outside of Colorado Springs. She also has amazing local honeys. And this
2: is a caffeinated tea, a little bit of caffeine, but you don't need to put anything in it. No, it's delicious. It is it, it, fantastic. It, it
3: has a sweet, comp- that shortbread component yeah. that's all coming from the the different uh, herbs that she is using and putting in there, a little bit of orange blossom, which is what gives it that sweetness without any sweet. You know what I like about tea like this? It feels like I'm drinking a magic spell.
2: Yes. You know what I mean? Like, the, like there might be an Eye of Newt in here. I don't know. I never knew what Eye of Newt tasted like. Same thing with soup.
3: I saw your post on Facebook about how soup is... Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Because it's like a really old recipe with all kinds of things thrown in a pot. It's witchcraft. Made made best by old women.
2: Absolutely. So here's what we need from you guys in our listening audience. So our plan is this. Instead of merely having us talk about things, we want to find maybe underappreciated restaurants, maybe restaurants that are off the beaten path, maybe restaurants that a lot of people don't know about, and we'd like to go and visit them. Crystal and I will take a field trip there, but we also want you guys, if you're in the area or you have the opportunity, to stop by so you too can provide uh, reviews. And then the following Friday, we will then read some of those reviews, possibly reach out to those of you who write a really good review and invite you on the show. But that's a really easy way for us to do two things. Number one, shine a light on these restaurants. And number two, um eventually I'd love to do like a restaurant takeover where we're going to be there at a specific time and you can make reservations and stuff like that. So that's down the pike there. But I need to know from you guys, first of all,
3: restaurants. And because especially, you know, restaurant, in the restaurant industry, their margins are so, so, so yeah. small. Um, and with inflation, we talked about at the beginning, Uh, you know, these restaurants are just doing whatever they can to stay afloat. They've also had a big challenge both with hiring and staffing back back of the house, front of the house, it doesn't matter. I know you've talked about, you know, several times going to certain restaurants where staffing issues have impacted your experience. Yeah,
2: and that's why I want to say if you have a favorite restaurant, you know they're struggling with staffing, do not nominate them. We want the people that we go to visit to be on their best, we want them to have their best foot forward because ultimately this is designed to lift up places and and help them. And if they're not ready for an influx of guests over a week, then that could be a huge
3: problem. This, this, and is, not, this is not gonna be restaurant impossible. No. <laughs> we are not Robert Irving going in and gonna help them. And and that's not what we want. We want no. those we want those businesses and restaurants. And it doesn't have to be a restaurant. It could be a bakery or yeah. a cafe um that maybe is more focused on um their, their teas and their coffees and what have you, right. or it could be even that neighborhood like watering hole. Um, I'm fine with going and checking those kind of, that have, you know, weird wine and beer lists and things like that, that we can just explore because most of these restaurant and small businesses don't have advertising other than word of mouth. And so I just thought it would be kind of fun and a great way to, again, show our support and love for all these local businesses before we potentially lose them because yeah. of everything happening because I'm not worried about the chain restaurants. They're going to no. be fine. I'm worried. And, and
2: I, Like I said, if you have a favorite restaurant and if you are friendly at all with the owners, ask them. Just ask them the next time you're in. Say, hey, how bad are you guys getting squeezed by inflation? How, how are your staffing issues? Because you're seeing this perfect storm for restaurants where they are going to have to pay more in order to get people of quality in the door that are not going to walk back out two days later. And at the exact same time that all of their costs are going up. And we had a great conversation with Beth at Trompo Bakery about raising prices. And she is extremely sensitive to the fact that hopefully inflation will go up, but it will come back down again. So she's like, I'm working really hard not to raise my prices, but it's darn near impossible when the cost of butter, which they use a billion pounds of every every week, has more than doubled. I mean, it's over 100% increase. So love on your restaurants and, and give them your business, but, you know, also talk to them and find out what's going on. So you can be an advocate for these small businesses that, that don't have the money to
3: advertise. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, you can, um, I listed, you know, Mandy probably gets, you know, thousands of emails that she may miss the email that you would send in regards to that. So I included my email on the blog. It's super easy. I am the wine yogi at gmail.com send me cc me when you email mandy that way i can make sure to bring any of your suggestions mm-hmm. um to her and yeah just kind of the front range uh you know like you know parker colorado springs um up, castle rock uh, castle monument rock. Rock. up I'm, to I'm, uh, you know i might make it up to fort collins that i seems can make far, it up though. to fort collins i could okay. do that so <laughs> like, i could definitely do
2: that but but we need your help on this so uh, brandon what's your favorite underrated restaurant do you have a little hole in the wall that you and the wife go to? Well, or,
1: you I know, well there's a—I uh, don't want to tell people, but there is a, a sushi, <laughs> the there's a sushi. There's a sushi spot by us. I just don't want people to know where I live or infiltrate our neighborhood because it's already there. Well, you around just there. said
2: where I live. Yeah. All you had to say was, "I love this restaurant." Yeah, I Come have said on, that. Brandon. Um,
1: well, I'll shout out JP's Sushi's in our neighborhood. There you go. Uh, JP's Asian Bistro uh, in awesome. Roxborough. But oh, yeah. also, I love Yanni's uh, Greek food, too. which is right here, and Yanni's been a friend for a long time. They're kind of the go-to, one of the go-to spots for good Greek food in town, and oh. that's
3: in the landmark
2: over yeah, yeah, there. Right here. Have you been to
1: Yanni's? I, yeah,
3: I have not, but I'd
2: they, be, I yeah,
1: love They this celebrated is Greek their food. 30th an, anniversary, I think, the other day. It is
2: not only great Greek food; it is a full-on Greek experience because Yanni is such a Greek um, host. Yeah, and that's
3: it. He's a host. He brings by. and if anybody has a good shawarma place, because I would, oh, lo- I would throw down with some shawarma too. I bet Ross has a good shawarma place. He loves some exotic
1: cuisine. that do
2: so he's the one that took us Chihuahua's to the Ethiopian restaurant. kind of
1: similar to gyros in that it's still like it shaved, yeah, lands meat. Shaved. It's yeah. on a skewer. Yeah. But it's on, on a stick. On a stick. I mean, who
2: doesn't like meat on a stick? Come on. That's the best. All right. You guys are hitting the text line 56690 with some of these suggestions, but I would urge you to email me, mandy at koanewsradio.com subject line, foodie Friday. And I'll probably put some kind of easy way for people to contact us on this. I'll work with our, um, IT team to make that happen. So, This may be a great idea. It may be a terrible idea. We'll find out in the response that we do or do not get. But we'll eat good food. So I,
3: I regard this as a great idea
2: no matter what. Yep. There you go. There you go. All right. That voice you heard was Brandon Cristal entering the studio. Crystal Alfonso is here because now it's time for the most exciting segment on the radio of its kind in the world of the day. Anyway... All right. What's our dad joke of the day, please, A-Rod?
0: You know, my horse will only come out of its oh, stable God. when it's dark. It's becoming a nightmare.
2: Oh, <laughs> no! no. That is so bad. Oh, no, That was fantastic. Yeah. All
3: right. What's our word of the day, please?
0: It is an adjective. It is cloying. Oh, C-L-O-Y-I-N-G. Go for it. So it clings, Overly it sweet. clings, it clings. Uh-huh. Cling uh-huh. is cling. I thought you said you knew that.
2: Overly sweet, I right. always think but of clinging. Clingly
3: sweet, it clings. Okay. so right. yeah. the palate. Overpoweringly?
0: Uh, I don't know. Both okay. of theirs sounded good. Well, sweet in a way, but not the way you're thinking. Excessively sweet or sentimental? Oh. oh okay. 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 Yeah. I
2: believe I did say excessively sweet. She did. Did I'm you? I'm just saying she yes, did. I did. Eh. That's literally sweet. the words that came yeah, out of my mouth,
1: yeah, but uh, whatever. That's true. You actually gave the definition. Yeah.
2: Uh, perfectly. What was the first novel written by Charlotte Bronte, best known as the author of Jane Eyre? I think I know this. I did not know this. I bet y'all don't know it either. It's The Professor. Oh, yeah. right. The novel was rejected sure for publication during her life. It was published posthumously.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, that, yeah that, I remember. Posthumously, that. of course. After she passed, right?
2: Yeah, that is what posthumously <laughs> means. <laughs> I imagine. Era. I you imagine it say, was co- uh, cloyingly sweet. Oh. Okay. Got you, got me, got Brandon. All right. What's our Jeopardy category?
0: Time to go. Time All to go. the answers have Gio. Okay. Time to go. Authors, Quartet, and Happy Families are card games similar to this one.
2: What is it? Read that again.
0: Authors. I don't know why it says Quartet. It doesn't make any sense to okay. me. Authors and Happy Families are uh, uh, play card games similar to this one.
2: Authors and Happy Families.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think of card Card games games that that have have, the word "go" in it. Mm Because bingo's
1: not a card game.
2: What is go fish? Go fish! Uh
1: Uh Uh One
0: nothing. Animal nickname for a Minnesota native. Uh, Mandy. What's a gopher? Correct. Now, I am saying she is this, a woman who we weds a, a man. What's a gold digger? Correct. Oh, <laughs> nicely done. This That's figure of Jewish folklore is super strong and follows commands exactly.
1: Of Jewish folklore? Uh-huh.
2: I think I know who that is, but I'm not saying it because I don't want to lose one it's of my points
1: It's not place. gold in my ear, although I, it does have. It's not in a name.
2: folklore. Well, she's an actual person. Well,
1: that doesn't mean she hasn't grown in stature. <laughs> she's uh, are you going to guess her?
0: No. Mm, doesn't no. matter. But okay.
1: Mm. What is a
0: golem? Oh, go- I, how
2: did you not know that? I knew that. Yeah. I'm Catholic for God's sake. Okay. Yeah. I,
0: and I, finally I know some of the saints. By the way, the game is almost over now, yeah. Crystal mm-hmm. if you want to play. Chris play uh, time. He, <laughs> took, <laughs> he took over as leader of the USSR on March eleventh, oh, no, Go Gorbachev yes.
3: I, I turned my microphone off. <laughs>
1: ah. no, that God. was a problem she was saying her name all the whole time, but her mic was off oh uh-huh. no
3: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Chris, were so you going
1: to London? I saw you in Vegas to see your Broncos. You're going oh, to London? you know,
3: I would love to go to London, but it didn't work out so well. Spending all that money to go to Vegas, so yeah. Well, no. you,
1: you, you could have won all the money to cover the trip. That didn't go the way. You uh, actually,
3: we did really well. Oh, see. yeah, we did. We did fine on on what we were you know gambling on, but
1: yeah. No. I was talking to Big Al about card rooms. I was like, Are there card rooms in London? He goes, Yeah, it's a huge city. I go, Then I was thinking, you walk into a card room in London, I may walk into a bunch of regulars that play a lot of cards. Like the best thing about being in a casino in Vegas on the weekend is you get hacks, hacks that are just, you know, and they're nickel and diamond, a dollar, you know, one, three game. And you can take them
2: for all their money. Yeah, exactly.
3: You guys are like evil masterminds gambling. I'm over here. Like I'm the Okay, So I do have a funny thing. Um, I I did meet, Someone famous, well, the father of somebody famous, though, while we were playing a $15 blackjack. Oh, so nice. Um, a famous L.A. Lakers player. So Well, pretty, you can't leave us hanging pretty, now. It's not yeah. like he's Meeting listening to dad the show. Playing,
1: I, I don't think this is a, it's an incendiary story that someone's dad plays cards. Plays oh,
3: no, and, it was, it, it, and it was $15 blackjack, yeah, too. so, so was it was Well, the player's name is escaping me. As soon as he said his name, I was like, oh, I know who he is. But he has a unabrow. Anthony Davis. Oh, the Anthony Davis <laughs> Sr. is who and I...
1: His, and his son's making about $250 million on his contract, so... And, him I, met and, and I met his mom. Maybe uh, even
2: twenty five. Yeah, if he's 20, feeling frisky, yeah. you don't know. All right, we're gonna make room because we got the KOA Sports Two coming up next. What do you guys got on the docket?
1: Well, it's Friday. Justin Simmons is gonna stop by. Hey. But his old tag team partner Philly Will Will Parks is on the Jets. He will hop on the horn with us as well at five oh five. Can we get some smack talk? KOA Centura uh, Hotline. Uh, Philly Philly Will is known to talk a little smack anyway, but uh, it would be fun to get them on together. That's likely not going to happen because of the way it's set up, but those guys love each other too, well, so yeah. it'll be good to well, have when you get Will. the
2: When you get the first one on, say, hey, we just talked to your brother. We just sure. talked to your guy. He just ran smack at you, and then when you get the second one on, tell him that the first guy ran smack, and then you've yeah. got the whole thing. Good You're plan. done. You're done.
1: Well, Marty Lenz is walking. They I wonder if he's going to do this. They won't see it coming.
2: Then. They won't see it coming. Sports 2 coming up next right here on KOA News Talk Sports.